Welcome to ReachMD, the following program. Looking at spondyloarthritis from an ophthalmologic perspective is developed and sponsored by AbbVie. This activity is intended for United States and Puerto Rico healthcare professionals only. The U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated is the sole author and copyright owner of this presentation and has paid ReachMD to host this presentation. AbbVie is solely responsible for all written and oral content within this presentation. Copyright 2019, AbbVie Incorporated. All rights reserved. The following speakers have received compensation from the U.S. Medical Affairs Department of AbbVie Incorporated to prepare and present the following information and are speaking on behalf of AbbVie. Here's your host, Dr. Schwartzman. This is ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Sergio Schwartzman. Joining me via Skype from Baltimore to discuss spondyloarthritis from an ophthalmologic perspective is Jennifer Thorne, Professor of Ophthalmology and Chief in the Division of Ocular Immunology at Johns Hopkins in Baltimore. Dr. Thorne, thank you for being here today. Thanks for having me, Dr. Schwartzman. I'm happy to be here. Jennifer, Today, we will be discussing one of the associations of spondyloarthritis with other diseases, uveitis. What do you check for when you suspect spondyloarthritis? When do you refer? And given your subspecialty, do you initiate treatment? But before we dig into that, I'd like to take a moment to give our audience an overview of spondyloarthritis. Spondyloarthritis represents a family of related autoimmune inflammatory conditions that share common clinical, genetic, and pathophysiologic features. Spondyloarthritis is a complicated group of diseases which can have individual or polyorgan involvement. While they are frequently first identified by primary care physicians, they are not always identified as systemic diseases. Spondyloarthritis entities are often grouped by whether there is a preponderance of axial or peripheral manifestations, and these patients commonly experience concomitant related conditions we rheumatologists refer to as extra-articular manifestations, which can include inflammatory bowel disease, psoriasis, uveitis, and other manifestations as well. Ophthalmologists, on the other hand, might refer to these as extraocular manifestations. Jennifer, to get us started, could you tell us more about the relationship between spondyloarthritis and uveitis? Sure, Sergio. Uveitis and spondyloarthritis often occur together. More than 20% of patients with spondyloarthritis experience one or more episodes of uveitis, and nearly half of our uveitis patients may have undiagnosed spondyloarthritis. This high prevalence has led at least one group to develop an algorithm to screen all uveitis patients for spondyloarthritis and to refer these patients to rheumatologists for evaluation. Patients with spondyloarthritis and uveitis frequently present with a red, painful, and light-sensitive eye. It tends to be that just one eye is affected at a time, but both may be involved, either simultaneously or al alternately. It's just less common for them to be involved at the same time. Occasionally, a patient may think that they have pink eye, and this will delay the diagnosis. 
It's important to get the patient to an ophthalmologist because a slit lamp examination is required to make the diagnosis of uveitis. And that is done by visualizing the inflammatory cells and proteinaceous fluid in the anterior chamber, otherwise known as cell and flare. In cases of uveitis associated with spondylarthritis, first-line treatment is often topical corticosteroids. The pupil is dilated to prevent formation of synechiae. These are adhesions between the iris and either the front or anterior part of the lens capsule or the back or posterior part of the cornea. In several cases, treatment with oral corticosteroids, immunosuppressive th therapy, or biological agents may be required to control the inflammation. There are no approved treatments for prevention of uveitis, but in cases with spondylarthritis, where frequent uh, recurrence of uveitis is possible, control of the underlying systemic disease may help prevent uveitis. Educating patients to recognize their attacks early remains a high priority. Early treatment is often associated with less severe uveitis attacks and a lower risk of permanent damage to the eye. Jennifer, you touched on a great point regarding the need to consider all manifestations of spondylarthritis when deciding on treatment. That underscores the need for collaborative care. Recommendations from many medical societies stress the importance of this multidisciplinary approach in the management of spondylarthritis. Every member of the co-management team can contribute in important ways to patient care. Now that we've talked about spondylarthritis and its diverse manifestations, including uveitis, and the need for co-managed care, let's discuss what this could look like in practice. Sergio, if I have a patient with recurrent uveitis who complains of joint pain, what do you recommend I check during my exam? I think the first point is the ask point. And that is that patients with uveitis we know are at risk for developing inflammatory musculoskeletal pain. So the history is critical. And questions such as, do you have any red, hot, or swollen joints are critical in terms of the back with regards to the spondyloarthritis component. Inflammatory back pain needs to be differentiated. This tends to be worse either at night or in the early morning, and importantly, improves with exercise. Range of motion questions are also important because as you know, ankylosing spondylitis does limit the range of motion of the spine. However, this happens late in the disease and not in the early part of axial spondyloarthritis. If any of these questions are answered affirmatively, it is very important to consider referring these patients to a rheumatologist. In my practice, I often ask patients about their ability to bend at the waist and touch their toes, because with ankylosing spondylitis, the joints are often affected, which makes this activity more difficult for them. I am in a similar position. I'll turn the question around. If I have a patient who has spondyloarthritis, who also complains of ophthalmic symptoms, what should I be on the lookout for? Rheumatologists should be on the lookout for uveitis in their spondylarthritis patients. 
These patients, if uveitis is suspected, need to be referred to an ophthalmologist as quickly as possible to start treatment. Early treatment is what prevents damage to the eye, which could lead to permanent vision loss. The things that a rheumatologist need to keep in mind is, is the eye painful? Is it light sensitive? Is it red? The inflammation is often recurrent and can be severe, but the onset is sudden, and so often there's only one to two days worth of eye pain preceding the inflammation. Jennifer, what can I do for these patients while they wait to see an ophthalmologist? That's a very important question. You can stress the importance of getting in to see an ophthalmologist as promptly as possible, as well as assist with the referral. Because delay in treatment often can cause structural damage to the eye that could cause visual loss that might in fact be permanent, discussing with your patient the risks of not treating uveitis and the potential bad effect on their vision is critical, as is getting them into the ophthalmologist's office as quickly as possible. It is also important for the ophthalmologist and the rheumatologist to work together to develop an appropriate treatment plan, one that adequately controls the intraocular inflammation as well as the spondyloarthritis. That is a terrific insight, Jennifer. A few takeaways then for all of our colleagues. In patients with spondyloarthritis, uveitis could be a part of a multi-organ disease that also includes musculoskeletal involvement, both ophthalmic and musculoskeletal issues need to be addressed in these patients. Communication is critical. Effectively treating spondyloarthritis associated with uveitis requires co-management. Treating these patients, what needs to consider all of their clinical manifestations to decide on therapy. Jennifer, thank you for joining me today. This has been truly an informative discussion. I completely agree. Thanks for your time. This program was brought to you by AbbVie. If you missed any part of this discussion or to find others in the series, visit ReachMD.com SPA. This is ReachMD. Be part of the knowledge.